Welcome to the 2017-2018 Oscar. What, what are you supposed to call it? 2000, the 2017 <laughs> movies. But it takes place 2017 movies, 2018 awards. Starting strong here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The music show. <laughs> uh, this <laughs> is our first, first annual where we're going to go over all of the Oscar-nominated songs and Oscar-nominated scores and give our hot takes on them. Joining me today... Uh, we have Stevie. Stevie, you've listened to all of the songs, but have you seen all of the movies? How many of these movies have you seen? Uh, I've seen I, I've seen four of the Oscar-nominated movies for Best Picture. I have five to go. Watching Darkest Hour tonight, which will put me at five. Not looking forward to that one. I, I don't want to give away your uh, your Best Picture pick because we'll have an Oscar prediction show like we do every year. But what? Do you have a favorite in the clubhouse, or what? What's one that's been a highlight for you so far? I don't think anything will break my uh, love for *The Shape of Water*. I think that is one of the coolest movies that has come out in a long time, and it's really well done. And it's just—it's uh, like a 1950s. Um, what was that stupid? What was that video game that came out where you're underwater? Do you remember that, uh, Jordan? What? Bioshock. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of Bioshock. But, um, yeah, I think A Shape of Water will, hopefully in my mind, win Best Picture. Is there going to be backlash from the, like, independent, that super small, like, short story film that everyone came out afterwards and was like, oh, this movie's just, like, The Shape of Water is just like this story? I haven't heard a thing about that since really? that Reddit post. Yeah. Oh, There's some okay. Dutch student film that was supposed to be exactly like The Shape of Water. But mm-hmm. then, yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. But, Jordan, you kind of jumped in there. Uh, what... It's been your favorite movie of 2017 so far. Um, honestly, I've got a lot of catching up to do before our Oscars show. Um, hoping to push that back as far as possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's several of these that I haven't seen, but I think that makes the like the musical piece almost more interesting. Coming kind of coming in blind that way, and like just judging the music for what it is without having the connection to a lot of the films. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of interested to get your guys' takes on the ones that I haven't seen, which is most of them. So just judging the songs on their own merit is what we're going to do today. Not going to shit on The Greatest Showman or Star Wars at all. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. We'll see about that. So, so first up, we have the Academy Award for Best Original Song. I looked up the criteria for this, and there must be a clear, audible, intelligible, substantive, substantiative, substantive? That sounds good. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Not necessarily <laughs> visually presented of both the lyrics and the melody used in the body of the motion picture or as the first music cue in the end credits. And this is how Mighty River sneaks in here. But our first song today is Stand Up for Something from the movie Marshall. I didn't see Marshall. Did either of you guys see Marshall? I did not see Marshall. No. I feel like that you was like the know, most yeah. low-key bio ever released. Do you know anything about Marshall? Because I sure don't. <laughs> this is about a football team that died in the mountains. That's a We Are Marshall. Ah, okay. This is about uh, Thurgood Marshall then. Ma- Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> but yeah, so let's uh, let's go ahead and cue up the song. The song is, like I said, Stand Up For Something. Uh, music by Diane Warren and Lonnie R. Lynn. Uh, so let's go ahead and hit play. 
So do you guys know any other Andra Day songs? Never heard of her. Yeah, I've never heard of her before this. It's kind of a weird music music video, to be honest with you. Is that Josh Gad? Josh Gad is in this. <laughs> Why? People are kind of pissed. He's like more of like the main character of the third good Marshall. When did this even come out? What month? I want to say this came out in October, November. All right. Are we not going to wait for Common? All right, we can wait for Common. <laughs> Do you guys like that part? The Common verse? I never heard this song. I, I just know he's in this. <laughs> I, I feel bad if we're going to be listening to Andrew Day and just skip on Common. I mean, for John Wick's sake, might as well have him in here. <laughs> he's really just dancing around in the background this whole video. Yeah, though. he's just kind of yeah. <laughs> doing his thing. Doing some, he's doing like the uh, the happy hands <laughs> dance from Napoleon Dynamite in this pretty bummed if common just has one word in this whole damn song no, <laughs> or it's it's hard. featuring common but it's only featuring common in the music video <laughs> Would you listen to it on your own? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to take anything away from Thurgood Marshall or anything. I just didn't care for the song that much. I liked it. I think All it was right. a song, Glory from Selma, was better than that. Remember that song? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a really good song. All right, Jordan, you want to talk uh, a little bit about The Greatest Showman's This Is Me? <sighs> the, this is This is me? <laughs> Uh, music and lyrics by <laughs> Ben Pasek and Justin Paul, um, who, Pappy, your notes say, was also nominated for La La Land uh, last year. I saw this movie. How I was it? it? <laughs> I fucking hated it. <laughs> I had somebody at work try to tell me, like, oh, no, it's good. Dude, this is one of my mom's favorite movies ever. The bearded lady is the one singing in the context of the movie, this song. Who's actually singing it? The bearded lady. Is that Michelle Williams? Is it Kesha? (laughs) I have no idea. Not Zendaya. Keila Settle, it says. And the greatest showman on song. 
There's one scene in this movie where Zac Efron and... That was kind of cool, I guess. Where Zac Efron and yeah, Hugh Jackman are getting drinks in a bar. They're singing a song. And they literally drink 25 shots during the course <laughs> of the song. They just keep pouring shots and drinking them. Did they get like vis- visibly drunk? No. Of course no. not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if that's part of the story. <laughs> it's a true story, by the way. <laughs> it's about the Ringling Brothers, isn't it? P.T. Barnum. I like this song quite a bit. Good tune. Yeah, uh, the greatest Pat Man. What do you think about this? This is me. Uh, you can definitely skip the movie. Uh, the song's not terrible. It's very like positive. So it's just it's got the, that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, I feel like the like main it's... feature in the um, trailer for it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's like the main song too. And I think it's also over the credits too. So they like, they really drill in the song into your brain. One of the things I heard about uh, The Greatest Showman was there'd be musical numbers for five seconds for no reason. What? Yeah, kinda. I heard that from my future quasi brother-in-law. I guess he's a brother-in-law. What is it? What? What is your sister-in-law's husband? Is that a brother-in-law? Nuisance. You're, what? I have no idea. <laughs> Sister-in-law's husband, is that considered? I don't know. But yeah, he said like they would just start singing for like five seconds and stop, and then go on with the movie. So it was very pointless in, at parts. It's weird. a very shallow movie, yeah. And it's it's very like, yeah, he treated all the freaks like shit. Oh, well. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. All right, Stevie. You want to talk about your favorite movie of the year and the song that's nominated from it? Dude, this movie got hosed, and you know it. <laughs> It's just because it's Honestly, a Netflix movie. Because it was a Netflix movie, and the Oscars wanted to give a big middle finger to Netflix. They couldn't nominate Mudbound. But well, it's yes, kind of weird that like Mary J. Blige got like both nominations. Like she gets the song and she got supporting actress. Like she's not yeah, who I would have nominated for that movie. Well, but she's good. But I don't know. I don't know, man. Something just doesn't sit right with me that the Oscars are so anti-Netflix, but. This is the song Mighty River for Mudbound. Uh, music and lyrics by Mary J. Blige, uh, Raphael Sadiq, and uh, Tora Stinson. And uh, yeah, this is Mighty River. Life is a teacher. At the beginning of the song, it sounds like she says, What fucking hell? <laughs> like a river wild. I'll point it out when it comes. Eagle's a killer. Greed is a monster. Love is stronger. I'm surprised uh, Hop didn't. Uh, well, here's. Oh, no. 
<laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm really surprised the actor who played Hap Jackson didn't get nominated. I thought he killed it too. Yeah, so Jordan, there's a Pappy in this movie. A guy named Pappy. He's the most racist character ever. <laughs> He's real bad. Is it the guy from Breaking Bad? Or is it somebody else? Yeah, it's dude yeah. from Breaking Bad. I can see him being pretty racist. Classic Pappy racism. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought uh, Garrett Hudlin did really good too. Which one was he? The youngest son, Jamie. Yeah, he was awesome. I thought he was great. I don't know. I just I have too many nice things to say about this movie. Pretty pissed it didn't get more nominations. It's a freaking great looking movie. The cinematography is awesome. Yeah, and she's the first woman to be nominated for cinematography. To be nominated. Seriously. First woman cinematographer. That's pretty crazy. I mean, the, I'll put it this way. Nothing looked out of place in this movie whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It looked very 1940s, rural south, Mississippi, which I got to imagine looks the exact same today. <laughs> Not too much different. Not too much different. When you said you think it got hosed, do you think from like a Best best Picture nomination? Oh, dude, or yeah. Do you think other things yeah, as well? Yeah, they could have easily given that 10th spot to Mudbound. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's just because it's Netflix. It's because it's Netflix. If it was like a theater release, this would be up there for like contender, honestly. Well, it's such like an Oscar Beatty type movie too. This is it exactly is. the kind of stuff that they would normally reward. It's no crash though. I'm pretty sure this movie got booed at Cannes. It did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just because it said Netflix. Really? Yeah. What? That's so stupid. Are right, you guys good with this song? Uh, so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like a Such a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. <coughs> Mary J. Blige still got the pipe. Still got it. Yes, she does. Oh. All right. Next up, we have a song by Sufjan Stevens. Hipster Jesus. Yeah, I call him uh, Christian Hipster Jesus God <laughs> guy. Uh, <laughs> this is from the movie Call Me By Your Name, and the name <clears throat> of the song is Mystery of Love. Let's go ahead and play that. So yeah, in this song, uh, oh, what's that kid's name? Timothy Chalamet, or, or, say, Chalet yeah, or Timothy Chalamet has he comes inside of a peach, and then Army Hammer eats the peach. Ah! <laughs> That was just like something I remember from the movie. I don't know if you guys have any other questions. It's gonna sound weird when I say this, but moviegoers will get get what I'm saying when I say this. On a scale of one to ten, how gay is this movie? It is a ten. It's all about. I mean, it's just like it's a straight love story. But the interesting thing is like, uh, God. What's it, what's his name? Army who's Hammer? The, no. Who's a scientist from uh, Galileo? The scientist from Shape of Water. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Dimitri? He's also yeah. He's also in this. Is he the Michael dad? Michael Stahlberg. Yeah, and he's the dad. And pretty much everyone's like really accepting. Like it's not even like. The struggles of being just they happen to be gay, I guess. So maybe that's part of it too, but they're also super duper rich. <laughs> like 
redonkulously wealthy living in Italy. It's a really well done song. Yeah, it's a pretty song. Are you guys big uh, Sufjan Stevens fans? Uh, his two first state albums are amazing. Yeah. For Illinois and Michigan, those are the only two albums of his I have. I like this. I, I like him, but I have this thing where I can't tell a lot of like the songs apart. Like it's easy for me to just like listen to a bunch of his songs, like not know where one ends and the other blend begins. together. Yeah, yeah. Which like is is cool. Like I dig it, but this kind of fits in that as well. There's there's a few exceptions to that, obviously. I was pretty bummed he never made his Indiana album. So he was yeah. gonna do 50 states. Went to Illinois, went to Michigan, then just stopped. <laughs> just went around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pappy, you posted, or somebody posted something on the um, spoilers Twitter this week that had Timothy Chalamet, and then it had the Pappy character from School of Rock? It's not the same yeah. guy, is it? <laughs> no. <It's like laughs> Why was he on there? <laughs> it's looking like. Alright, let's fade that. No. <laughs> okay. Fuck? He looks like you. Step off! <laughs> Stevie, I'll let you talk about the last one since uh, it's the song of your people. Uh, <laughs> it is the song of my native people. Can you just sing it this for is... us? <laughs> Are we doing the lullaby version, Pap? Yeah, I, what's okay? Which one's nominated? The lullaby version. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. So this is "Remember Me" from Coco, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, music and lyrics by uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. Oh, they they won't they won uh, "Let It Go." Yeah, they also wrote. Dude, Let it go. they have to win for this. So they're yeah, they're pretty much Disney royalty at this point now. I mean, that has to be one of the most downloaded songs of all time. I'm sure it's most played, if only for Josh's kids. Do they love Frozen? Yes. Oh, so do I. Such a good movie. Anyway, okay. So, uh, this is Remember Me, the lullaby version. And uh, going live in three, two, one, go. Remember me, though I have to say goodbye. I will say this. Uh, instant tears when I watched this in the theaters. I was going to say, you guys both said that you cried during this, right? I bawled. This is the part that made you cry. Yeah, this yeah. is the part that... Yeah, this is it. Does it bring like a single tear to your eye now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I watch this movie again, I'll probably cry again. Remember me. Not is this a beautiful song. This is... Probably one of the most beautiful Disney movies ever made. It's gorgeous. It really is, yeah. I was wondering that, too, if it will be as good if you don't see it on the big screen. Because it's just so amazing to look at. It's It's so detailed. Poor little Coco. Can we get a little bit of the Ernesto de la Cruz version? Oh, for sure. All right, let's go ahead and cue that up, too. All right, let me cue it. Ernesto Taylor Cruz. <laughs> so that's lots playing. What What do you guys, what's your favorite? Uh, Jordan, let's start with you. Of the five, what's your favorite, and what do you think will win? You're not obligated to pick this in our Oscar Pick'em show, but... 
I think that my favorite one is probably the stand up for something one. Um, again, it's one of those things that gets tough to do it without seeing where it fits in the movie, but we did say that it's judged on its own merit, right? Yeah, just based yeah. on the song. Yeah, I dig it. Um, I think it's it's cool. Um, and I actually, you made a joke about Stevie listening to this like on its own, but I actually have listened to it on its own <laughs> throughout the last like couple of weeks. So, yeah. Stevie, what's your favorite, and what do you think will win best original song? Oh man, it's such a. I think it's a real toss up between Mystery of Love and Remember Me. Um, those are both really well done songs. Ah, uh, see the thing is, I, I think with original songs you have to put it within the context of movies to see how it connects. And I think as far as use of a song in the movie, "Remember Me" is probably the best. <laughs> I'm gonna go with um, probably remember me is also my favorite. It's the shortest, so it's probably the one I would most likely listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for best original song. I did want to have a note to I don't know if we're gonna play it or not, but uh, there's a song from a ghost story that's really good called "I Get Overwhelmed." Uh, just a good song. So, uh, kind of listen to it right now. You want to listen to it? it? Fucking, right. You put it, it in the notes. Yeah. It got fucking robbed. All right, let's play it right now. <laughs> Pretty intense. Yeah, that's a statement. Ooh, might buy this song. It's a good song. It sounds really cool. That's like very much at the center of the movie too. Like it's in a pivotal scene. You said it was pretentious. Is it a good movie though? Uh, it's it's just not like a traditional narrative or anything. It's like, and the thing that drove me crazy is it's just Beetlejuice. Like <laughs> it's an art house Beetlejuice. I mean, it does a couple <laughs> cool things, but this has already been done. Is it better yeah. than it comes? It comes at nothing. Yeah, let's play it comes at nothing. All right, I've never been so angry in a theater than watching that movie, so I'll probably watch this one. You're running late. Did you see too much? All the awful dreams felt real enough. Did you know her then? She waking up. Did she die in the night? Leave you Emptiness, no place like home, just a fucking mess. Twenty messages to hurt your thumbs, a stupid game. 
It's lit. Yeah, I like this song a lot. Same. All right. That's a really good song. Cool. Uh, yeah, so let's move on to best original score. We'll skip the soundtrack discussion for a later day. Let's go on to best original score. So I pulled this ahead of our first submission for best original score. I just wanted to read it. I thought it was interesting. <clears throat> Rule 15 from the Academy an original score is a substantial body of music that serves as an original dramatic underscoring as written specifically for the motion picture by the submitting composer. Uh, and it shall be eliminated if it's diluted by a pre-existing piece of music, blah, 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 or predominant use of songs uh, from a different film. So that being said, we can play the main title from The Last Jedi. Wait, so it's, it's also just disqualified as that's been assembled from the music of more than one composer so like the black panther soundtrack that is i think is gonna be composed or is composed by kendrick lamar but it's got like a ton of features on it is that not gonna be eligible for this i don't know that'll be so interesting score is not just one song it's a body of work of songs right right yeah it's several songs yeah. okay say when paps uh, which one are you playing? The Last Jedi? Last, yeah, the last stupid ass Star Wars movie I see in a while. <laughs> okay. You're not. Well, you're not gonna see Han Solo in theaters, TV. Dude. Ranger Solo, as it's called in China. <laughs> <laughs> Ranger Solo, I like that. That's true. That movie will probably be better in Chinese than it will be in English. <laughs> But okay, that, the reason I wanted to point out the rules too is, and like on the podcast, we would have played a little bit of the main title, which is the same main title as in every Star Wars. But right. this sounds like other Star Wars music. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. The exact same? Yeah. That part right there. Isn't that in every Star Wars? Yeah, like, I guess it's. Yeah. Isn't that in every Star Wars? Diluted by pre existing music, like, what, what qualifies as delusion? So I tweeted at 
Matt Neglia at Next Best Picture Podcast, who has a podcast that specializes in this. Yeah, friend of the pod. And he pretty much said that, yeah, everyone thinks it should be, but it's just John Williams. So he, like all of the Star Wars movies, always get nominated. But like several parts of this theme are this theme, the Last Jedi theme, have like the same Star Wars beats in them. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like. I feel like 80% of this song is ripped from other Star Wars songs. <laughs> that's enough of that. <laughs> yeah, that's enough of that. That's the one where it's tough to All separate right. the music from how shitty the movie was. Do you want me to intro this, Pab? Well, do, uh, do you want to listen to the Battle of Crate, or do you want to move on to Three Billboards? Oh, you mean the... Uh... The best part of the Last Jedi, which served no purpose to the rest of the movie, <laughs> or the the song. But yeah, we can. Sure, let's throw it up. Why not? All right, all right. We'll play a little bit of that. All right, you guys ready? Yep. Oh, I've never heard these notes before either. That's what I'm saying. Isn't this when Luke decides to leave home? It's just everywhere. Yeah. It's like poetry, though. It rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. I don't know. Is it really Oscar-worthy? Just because it's John Williams, he's going to die in five years? How old is John Williams? I thought he was dead, honestly. Like, I didn't know he was alive until... <laughs> 86. Uh, let me see. How old? 86 years young. Yeah, dude, he's a few coronas away from kicking. <laughs> Net worth $100 million. Jeebus Christ. I'm done with this. I yeah. hate yeah. Star Wars so much. Fade that shit out. All right, well, I don't even want... All right, so we're done. We're not Star listening Wars. to the main theme, main title, Escape? <laughs> No, <laughs> we put a little bit of it. We're skipping that. All right, Stevie, do you want to introduce this one? This next one? Yeah. So All this right, is a movie that I will be seeing this week. I have not seen yet, but heard of, heard uh, great reviews from it. It's uh, three billboards, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, and it's called Mildred Goes to War. Y'all ready? He is. It's a very Red Dead feel to it. Dude, I thought that as well. I've been playing Red Dead all day today. I think it's part of the reason is this. <laughs> Got an old theme. Civil War brewing. Sure is shooting. <laughs> sure is shooting. Sure is shooting. That John Marston saved the cattle. <laughs> Dude, this is dope as shit. This sounds like a... Yeah, this sounds really cool. I gotta imagine it's even cooler like in the movie. I, that's the thing. I saw this. I didn't like remember the score as being this epic. Then once I started like listening to it more, I like I liked it. Dude, this like, is tops. This is aces. <laughs> Peter Dinklage is in this movie. Is he really? Tyrone Tyrion. Was that a mandolin? Sounds like it. Good call. There's something Tarantino right. played before he tried killing Uma Thurman. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, let's fade that out. 
let's get a little bit of uh billboards on fire uh the so while we get that pulled up the person who wrote this is carter burwell he also did the soundtrack to fargo oh uh so that, Fargo is a great score and Twilight, which I didn't know how to score, but let's go ahead and hit play. <laughs> Sounds very similar to Mildred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You think this has a shot at winning Best Picture, Pap? No. No? Really? I think it's too divisive, yeah. It's one of the favorites. And also, like, the way that they decide Best Picture is different than the other ones, it's, like, kind of like a ranked choice thing. So, I I, I don't know. I think it'll be Lady Bird or The Shape of Water. But we'll see. Hmm. All right. Not uh, Phantom Thread. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll save that thought for a second, Jordan. <laughs> First, let's talk about uh, a composer who had a couple big movies this year, Wonder Woman uh, and also Dunkirk, uh, Hans Zimmer. And also Cool Runnings. And also Cool Runnings, never forget. Uh, never forget. Let's play The Mole. The Mole. First. Say when? No one said anything. No one said anything about the little uh, mole guy from South Park. I was, was going to ask about that. What episode is that from? That is from Bigger, Longer, Uncut. What, what part of the movie is the mole from? Is this when they're in like the the ship on the like when it's beached? I think so. Yeah, this part when this everybody tries shooting everybody. Yeah. That was the one part of the movie I thought was super weak sauce. You have Harry from One Direction. He's a spy! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fun. I like Dunkirk. I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's a... Dude, that's a... The way it looked... I don't know. I also saw it on 70mm, too. I just thought, like, the way... The way the was story was everything. told was really cool. Jordan, did you see Dunkirk? Nope. Oh boy. What? I recommend watching it. Watch, watch it, it on the biggest on, screen you can find. No, I say watch it on airplane uh, <laughs> seat back, the way it was meant to be. Seen. Portable DVD player. Yeah. All right, nothing really happens this one. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets nominated. Yeah. Are we doing the second one? All right. Yeah. yeah, let's go to submarine, and then let's actually we're gonna start this one a little bit farther down the song. Okay. Okay. Can you jump ahead to three fifty? Oh, for sure. All right. Is this the one where everybody's down in the mess hall drowning? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good part of the movie. Wow. 
guys read the stuff about Christopher Nolan's like soundtracks and like the like the Shepherd tone thing that he does? No. no. So I'd, I'd read about it a lot, like a couple months ago, and I tried to find the article. I couldn't find the exact one, but it's like this effect where like it that like builds and builds like endlessly, kind of, and it has something to do with like there's like three, there's like a high pitch and a medium pitch and a low pitch and like the way that they like increase in sound and they like kind of like loop and stuff and so it gives it like i think it's most noticeable in inception but it's also in this i like notice it right away but it kind of does the same thing where it like feels like it keeps building and like that tension kind of builds as well and it's in like all of his soundtracks that makes sense in that song in inception where he's trying to land that ship in that like airlock yeah. And there's like no chance he can get it on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that song's awesome. Like, yeah, that's a super building song. Good call. Also in the Prestige, which I know it's, is a favorite of yours. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> is that Abby drowning right now? <laughs> is Chubb secure? <laughs> I don't know. In both these songs too, it's like there's a kind of like this ticking clock element too, where it's like tick 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 tick, yeah. tick which is a big part of the the movie and the building of attention. But we can go ahead and fade that guy out. And play Mr. Woodcock. Yeah, Jordan, I, all right, you want to tell us about our next nominated uh score? Yeah, so this is I know one of your favorites for this year, Pappy. Uh Johnny Greenwood, the Phantom Thread uh soundtrack. Um what what exactly is the nature of your game, Pappy? What ex- what precisely is the nature of my game? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll start with the first one, which is the House of Woodcock or House of Woodcock. Um, House of Erect Penis. <laughs> <laughs> This is a song I like to just like spread my arms out wide horizontally and dance around my apartment like a little paparina too. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that's been doing that in the last few weeks. <laughs> What's your favorite of these three from this movie? Phantom Thread 3. This is like a song that plays in a movie when everything is going great and something bad's about to happen. This is like the song that like your older sister plays at her piano recital and it's so boring. <laughs> but you have to say she's so good because otherwise you just be rude. <laughs> Happy, when is this in All the right. movie? Do you remember? When is... When? Yeah. Is it like when... In I think the when they're trying on like dresses? In love? I think so, yeah. yeah. Alright, um, so The Hem, which, Pappy, you said was your favorite one. Sounds like a psychological thriller. It's so hard to clap along with that beat. I just try it like 
the slowest of slow claps. <laughs> yeah. Syncopated rhythm get ya. What you call it? Syncopated rhythm. What's Daniel Day Lewis better at? Finding new hobbies or being an actor? Being an actor. But <laughs> I feel like he just finds hobbies. hobbies. <laughs> what are his hobbies? I don't know. What um... precisely are the nature of his hobbies? <laughs> <laughs> this one out I kind of want to see this movie again yeah we can fade this oh, one dude, out dude Patty Steven's no favorite way I'm just curious maybe I'd like it more Pap did you hate it I didn't hate it I gave it a soft yes I gave it a yes I'm very surprised Phantom Thread 3 good to go yep mm-hmm. Phantom Thread <laughs> Phantom <laughs> It's like I'm walking to the gallows in this song. Yeah, I um Stevie, I agree with you. I think this is the best of the three. It's a gallows, but the rope is just a thread. <laughs> <laughs> he was hung by what he loved. <laughs> Woodcock. Johnny Greenwood. <laughs> Johnny Greenwood with the uh, score here. He did all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies, including There Will Be Blood and The Master and oh. Boogie Nights. And... Nice. When are we going to spoil Boogie Nights? Not soon enough. Not soon I love enough. That. I love that movie. Fun. How much you bench, Pat? Huh? I said, how much you bench? Sorry? <laughs> I forget what he says. I don't know. 220? Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Alright, we good on this one. Yeah. yeah. Alright, and last but not least, we have The Shape of Water. And the score here is written by Alexandre Desplat. <laughs> Desplate. Desplate. <laughs> Who also did the music from another movie that we spoiled, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, I really like this music. It's really like nautical sounding, but let's start off with the titular uh, (laughs) piece from the the soundtrack, (laughs) The Shape of Water. I can hear some splashing water in this song. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's just Pappy chewing. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Alright, we can fade that guy out. Yeah. Next, let's go to Elsa's theme. Eliza. Oh, Eliza's theme. Eliza. 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 
<laughs> Liza, you quit fucking that fish man right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Quincy Jones in the interview he gave where he was just talking shit about everybody he said this dude knows how to make some music <laughs> Which I love that interview I don't understand but it was so upset about it he's just telling the truth I can't stop imagining Marlon Brando having sex with Richard Pryor yeah it's kind of weird yikes Jordan what do you think about this song I like it I couldn't remember which one was my favorite but this is definitely the one like from these actually probably from probably Mildred Goes to War and then this are like my two favorites from the group that we've listened to such a happy song such a good movie oh so good alright let's fade her out we have one more yeah Overflow of love. Overflow oh, can we, can we listen so you never know how much I love you too? Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Right, hold on, let me got it, cue that up real quick. Got it on the list. Okay. So yeah, Shape of Water. How many Academy Awards was it nominated for? Ten Academy Awards. Thirteen. Thirteen. Damn. Nah. Dude, thirteen. It's one shy of the record. Y'all fellas, ready? Guillermo, yeah, I'm ready. Overflow of love, right? right. Yep. Again, Matt Negley was tweeting, do you think that Shape of Water might only win director? Like, that's definitely the slam dunk it seems to be for Guillermo, but I, I think the soundtrack might win and the production design. Like, every piece Costume of Costume design, is, too. Yeah. Could be, yeah. Shape of Water is the Vegas favorite as well. For... For a picture? For a uh, original score. Sorry. Oh, score. Yeah. Interesting. Just barely, but Dunkirk right behind it. So let's let, let's let the overflow of love play for a little bit longer, and then let's go ahead and get into our picks and for original score. Uh, I'll go first this time. I'm gonna go with it's tough, but I'm gonna go with Phantom Thread. I think Ooh. that it's just a very Academy-friendly soundtrack. It's very classical in nature, and I think that the fact that Phantom Thread got so many like last-minute nominations is telling so this might be one where they want to honor it so for this episode i'm going phantom thread that might change on our oscar pick'em show jordan what do you like for best original score phantom thread is a hot take baby um i think shape of water is uh my pick and also my favorite um i think it's got like enough uh uniqueness to it i guess and also the one that i think we're gonna listen to next the You'll Never Know, I think is a cool take on an old song. Um, yeah, I like it. Stevie, what do you think? 
Um, I haven't seen it. I mean, I still have to see all these, like, five more of these movies, but yeah. I haven't seen a movie that's, like, been matched by its music so well since Mad Max Fury Road. Ooh. So I definitely think it's Shape of Water. I think it's up there with that type of soundtrack. Uh, I just think it matches the movie perfectly, and it's really pretty. So I will say The Shape of Water. All right, let's fade out that. No one wants to go with The Last Jedi, huh? Oh, frick no off. You can get 25 to 1 on that. The subversive win of The Last <laughs> Jedi. Fuck that word. <laughs> uh. What's, uh... Yeah. Do you have the odds for song too, Jordan? Uh, I can bring it or up. Just yeah. score. Hey, you want to get those pulled up real quick, and then uh, let's go ahead and play. You'll never know. Now, Pat, this is the part of the movie that gave you goosebumps, right? Oh, it's the best part. Spoiler alert! It's in the it's in the movie, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, you're not going to see anything like it for a long time. It's really cool how he does it. So I show this for uh, score, Shape of Water coming off at, was it, how would you say that? Two of nine? <laughs> two out of nine? Um, for every two dollars you bet, for every nine dollars you bet, you get two? I mean, no. I, yeah, that's not about Wait, right. what are you looking at? Shape of Water for original score? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go? You, you should just do the odds. I don't know. I'm so bad at reading odds. Basically, four and a half to one. Or yeah. wait, no. Yeah? I think it's how that works. I showed Dunkirk at five to one. That's what I got too. Phantom Thread coming off at 13 to 2. There was a 6.5 to 1. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. The first one is 1 to 4.5, so bet 4.5 to get 1. 450 to get a dollar. So, heavy, heavy favorite. And then, yeah, for original song, Remember Me favorite. Bought it quite a bit. Remember Me is the favorite. Yeah, yeah that's And then This favorite. Is Me, wow. That was spoilers. Cap, when is the Oscar show? <laughs> March 1st or 3rd is the Oscars, so our episode will be out the last week of February. We oh, crap, have, I have uh, to do the theater so much. <laughs> the 150th episode uh, would have come up by now. That's pretty much everything. I do this every year. Last year, I saw three movies in one day just to make every movie. Holy shit. Yeah, I do this every year. I don't know why I do it. That's tough Wait. to do. Yeah. Is that it? Spoilerman. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. How much I miss you
from me It's no fun to be alone With moonlight and memories You went away and my heart Went with you It's lit.